Welcome to the Love to Be Well podcast. My name is Jay Nicole, your wellness lifestyle doula, helping you birth and nurture wellness in your life. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me again here at the Love to Be Well podcast. How y'all doing? Have you guys been enjoying your summer? I hope so because there's like one more week of summer. Can you believe it? I mean, we're about to be in fall. Like, why does the year go by so quickly? I say all the time that the years are short, but the days are long when you are a parent. And I have 100% been experiencing that. My kids are now back in school. Well, not my son. My son just started kindergarten. So this is his first time being in school. But my daughter has returned. And I'm just enjoying this time um, of them growing up and becoming my son is becoming a, a kid and my daughter is becoming a big kid. So this has been fun. But yeah, the fall is coming. It's around the corner. The fall starts on the 23rd, next Monday. I really look forward to the holiday season. If you guys have gotten to know me over the years, for those who already know me, you guys know I love the holidays. The The summers are great because it is the birthday season. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Everyone in my immediate family, my parents, um, my kids and myself are all born in the summer, except for my brother. He's born in the winter we really celebrate we put it down during the summer but the fall season is really amazing because I get a chance to go within and I really can see that mirrored in nature when the animals hibernate for the winter and they give birth to their babies and they rest and they become rejuvenated and then come back out in the spring when things have had a chance to grow and be nurtured and are ready to be presented to the world and so that is very in alignment and fortuitous to where I am in my life right now. And so I look forward to the fall season, as well as looking forward to all the fun holiday movies and getting together with my family and coming home and seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time. Back in college days, when I first graduated, I had a few friends who used to go away to college and then they would come home for the holidays. And I would so much look forward to seeing them and going to be with them during their family time. I would go hang out with their families. And I know some people travel really far to come back home. And when my friends would come home, they would share stories and tell me all of the college life things that they would do. And it was always really interesting and fun for me to hear their stories. And I used to feel so sad, dang it, I didn't, I didn't choose to step out and go stay in the dorms or go to a different state. I stayed right here at home and did community college and I did a four-year college as well. So I didn't get that same college experience. So I always felt like, oh, I missed out, I missed out. I was left out on those really amazing life journeys and lessons that you get from moving out, being on your own trying, you know, your wings for the first time. But over time, I have come to realize that I did go on my own journey. I did find my wings and find my way. And the journey that I went on broke me open and birthed some of the biggest changes in my life. And recently, I came across a story from the Akan people of West Africa 
um, story of a man named Quasi Binafol, a man who went in search for death. And this story is an amazing story of, of death, life, of coming home, of finding new life. And the story begins with a masked man standing over Quasi in the middle of the night. This masked man came to take Quasi away on a journey towards manhood. He came in and stood over Quasi and waited until he awakened and Quasi woke up in a fright and said, what are you doing here? Who are you? And the man said, get your things together and come with me. And before Quasi could say anything, the man put his hand over his mouth and said, don't say another word, get your things and let's go. The masked man led Quasi in deep into the forest. His eyes covered and his arms bound. He and his other village mates were led deep into the forest to begin their journey towards manhood. Once they arrived in the deep depths of the forest, they were surrounded by the elders of their village who would teach them about farming, marriage, sex, fatherhood, manhood, telling stories, and any other lessons that they would need on their journey in life. Quasi and his village mates stayed there in the forest for a few months. And on their way home, they were told to never share any of the secrets of their rite of passage of manhood. Quasi returned to his village as a celebrated man and was offered land in order to begin his farm. Quasi Beneful was smart and he started a farm with many crops and he took on animals unlike his other village mates. He became very successful and one day his father came to him and said, Quasi, I think it's time for you to take a wife. Quasi was surprised because he didn't believe he was ready. He was still nervous about his ability to provide and his ability to please a woman for he had never known a woman before. But he looked forward to his father's proposal and decided to agree and take a wife. Quasi met and married his first wife, Amasiwa, and traveled back to the land where she was from. Shortly after they married, Ama died. Quasi was heartbroken. He loved her very much and they were planning on having children but he had to move on and travel to a new land. He thought that it would be good for him to find a new wife. Next, he married Ya Adobe. She became pregnant, but died during childbirth. Kwase was now faced with traveling again in search of a new wife. He met Abena Dufi. She was a beautiful woman and he cared for her very much but she also died. Kwase continued on his travel and met Aku Sinka. She was by far the most beautiful of them all, but she was killed also. Four wives Kwase had, four wives who died. Some were killed and some died of sickness or in childbirth. How could he carry on? He had been gone so long from his family and had no one, no children and no wives to show for his effort. 
Quasi believed evil was following him everywhere he went. He was certain of it now. He now knew that he must have come into the world with a cursed soul, and no man or woman was going to convince him otherwise. On arriving from the secret burial grounds, he sat in the darkness of his room motionless. He couldn't weep. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't talk. He stared ahead of him with unblinking eyes. He could hardly hear his friends as they tried to console him. Thus he sat until morning came, then afternoon, then evening. When the night of the following day came and he was still sitting in the same room in the same position, his friends became greatly worried. They gathered around him. They beseeched him to talk to them. They begged him to eat or drink something, but Quasi Beneful hardly moved. For three days and three nights, Quasi Beneful remained in this position. He was like the one who was dead. His friends were scared, and so they brought the medicine men to him once more. The doctors poured libation to God and the ancestors and prayed for his health. Then they put some medicine onto a piece of cloth and extended the cloth to his nostrils. Quasi inhaled, then sneezed loudly. Achoo! It was then that his voice broke. His whole body trembled with pain. Choking with tears, he placed his hands on his head and cried quietly and said, I am the little bird that has fallen into the fast-flowing river. The current has carried me too far downstream. What can I do? What can I do? Quasi decided that he should go home. So he went to see his father-in-law and asked for permission to leave to go home to his own village. After traveling for many days, he finally returned home. The people in his village greeted him with such warmth. They ran and jumped on him and smiled and cried, We're so happy you're home. Quasi, Quasi, Quasi has returned. His relative cried, We looked for you everywhere. We've asked every traveler we've met whether you, they've heard of you or seen you. We're so grateful and thankful to our gods and our ancestors that you have returned. Quasi Benefo's lips quivered as he spoke. He said, I have traveled and I've come home now. Shortly after Quasi arrived, his family prepared for a great celebration to commemorate his return. But Quasi did not want it. He told them that he only came home for a little while and that he would return to the place of the dead. He would go and look for death. Quasi's pain was so deep within him, it overtook him so much that he wanted to die. And so he convinced his family to let him leave and he would go search for death. He walked many days towards the burial place of his people. And when he arrived, he came to a river. He tried to cross the river, but it was too deep and too cold. And so he lied there without eating or drinking. And then he saw one of his ancestors. And she said, Quasi, what are you doing here? This is the land of the dead. You must return back to the land of the living. And he cried, no, I will not go. I will stay here until I die so I can cross over this river. I want to see my wives again. After a few days, the old woman took pity on him and allowed him to cross the river. She said, Quasi, go upstream and you will see a place where the water is warm and shallow and you may cross there. But when you cross over and you see your wives, 
know that they will be spirits and you will only be able to hear them. He crossed over and came upon an old house and went inside. He was giving food, clothes, soap and water to bathe himself. And then he began to hear his wives' voices as they sang songs of their lives together. They described how much they loved him and missed him and how much they enjoyed their lives together. Quase said, I will stay here with you until I die and then we can be together again. But his wife said, no, it is not your time. You must go back to the land of the living. But I can't. You have no idea of the pain that I've gone through losing all of you. His wife sang together and said, no, you must go back. You still have more life to live. You still have more to see. You're a young man and you still have time to have children and to have love in your life. But he said, I can't love again. I can't do this. I've lost too much already. I can't do this again. His wife said, we spirits can see the future and we have seen that you will marry again and you will have children again and you will find love again and you will live a long life and be an old man. And when your life is over, you may join us again here in the place of the dead. At first, Quasi didn't believe them, but they kept talking to him and convinced him that this was true. He decided to say goodbye to them one last time until he would meet them again in the afterlife. And he returned to his village and he found that all that they said was true. He married a new wife and bore children, had a farm, and lived together in peace with his wife until they both died at an old age. Thank you for listening to that story. There are so many parts of that story that resonate with me, but I think the part that that sticks with me the most is that Quasi came home. He knew where to go when life beat him down and kicked the crap out of him. He knew he could go home to his people where he could find rest and peace until he was ready to go on his next journey. Home signifies a place of rest, rejuvenation, safety, sanctuary, and familiarity. And Quasi knew that when he went home, he would have these things. But many of you are homeless. You're emotionally, mentally, and spiritually homeless. You don't have a place where your heart lives, where your rest lives, where your healing lives. I first began to notice this missing link of wellness in my doula clients. Many of them would prepare for the journey of birth and early parenthood by taking parenting classes, childbirth education classes, breastfeeding classes. They would hire doulas and midwives or the best doctor that they can find. But once they were initiated, they were lost. They felt overwhelmed with the demands of parenthood, with the demands of birth, and reported that it was not what they expected. I also began to notice this missing link in my friends and family and even in myself. I started to see it everywhere in the women that I would follow online. There were so many homeless people. No place to go, no place to rest, no place to find peace. Homeless people walking around with no place to place their burdens. These burdens that have been passed down by societal conditioning, ancestral and childhood trauma, white supremacy, racism, and just life. I noticed this missing link, especially in black women. I noticed the burdens that we carry, that we face. We don't have any place to put them. I've seen this homelessness show up in the lives of black women as an archetype called the strong black woman. 
And you guys have heard this before. You've heard of this strong black woman, and I know that you can imagine what she's like. But she's not somebody who is free. She is bogged down by the expectations of society, of her family, of all the conditioning and all of the burdens that have been put on her by others. She is not free to live her own way. I have found that this is a mindset. This strong black woman is a mindset that is held up by seven other smaller mindsets. The first is the mindset of labels and titles, which is a disconnection from your true identity. So labels and titles, what are those? Well, it could be your position or title, mother, lawyer, doctor. A lot of people find value and worth in their title. But what happens when you lose your title? Who are you? The second is the mindset of, I'm fine. You can't handle pain. And so you feel like the pain of your experiences will swallow you up. It will overtake you. They will kill you. And I have felt this way before. I felt this way recently. The third is, I'm not good enough. Feelings of worthlessness. This holds so many of us back from reaching our highest potential, from finding love, from being truly connected. The fourth is, I won't or I can't talk about this, struggling with vulnerability. How can you heal what you won't address, what you won't say out loud? Number five, I'll do it myself. You struggle with accepting help. You've been let down so many times or you were just brought up to do everything on your own that you can't accept help. When The sixth is, I won't go through this again. You struggle with trust. And I get it. Like Quasi Beneful, who struggled to find a reason to go on after losing four wives. How will he ever find love again? But there's no guarantee that what you went through before will happen again, just like there's no guarantee that you'll have a good result. We just have to live our life and set ourselves up for the best result. Lastly, number seven, maybe one of the worst of all, is the hustle and grind mindset, struggling with rest. You are not a cog in the capitalistic machine. You are a person, a human that deserves rest. These seven mindsets are the mask and the armor of the strong black woman. But what if I told you, just as Quasi's wife told him, that you will find love again, that you will find peace, that you will land your dream job or be successful in business or become an amazing parent or beat the system? What if I told you that there is a way to come home There is a way to beat homelessness. It's through wellness. So what is wellness? Wellness is the active pursuit of self-awareness and conscious purposeful action, which cultivates health and life fulfillment. Wellness is something that you do. It is a lifestyle. Wellness is becoming aware of your triggers, becoming aware of the whys in your life, and then doing something about it each day to create health and fulfillment in your life. So why do I call myself the wellness lifestyle doula? Because I want to help you birth and nurture wellness in your life. I found a really good definition of lifestyle in the business dictionary. And they state that lifestyle is the way individuals cope with their physical, psychological, social, and economic environments on a day-to-day basis. A lifestyle is a series of behavior patterns. These patterns reflect people's self-image slash self-concept. 
Your lifestyle is composed of motivations, needs, wants, and is influenced by culture, family, reference groups, and social class. A doula is a trained non-medical companion who supports another through a significant health-related experience such as childbirth, the postpartum period, miscarriage, an induced abortion or stillbirth, or a non-reproductive experience such as dying. So how do we begin to create wellness and how do we nurture it? First, you have to be called, just like Kwase was called to go on a journey to, to die. He had to f- let go of his past. He had to heal it and he had to discover a new way of being even though he was still in pain. My solution to creating wellness in your lifestyle is learning how to be how to let go and flow, how to speak your truth, how to rest, identify what's driving your choices, set and maintain strong boundaries, create daily wellness practices, and call in your love tribe. I help you do all of this through my eight-week course called Birth Your Wellness Lifestyle. This course will help you discover your true worth, gain clarity of your purpose, foster fulfilling relationships, achieve a work-life balance, heal from your past, increase your peace, creativity, and improve your physical and mental health. So I want to invite those of you who want to take a deep dive with me into wellness to join me on my course. Again, this course is eight weeks. The course will begin October 3rd and end on November 21st. If you have been called to take a deep dive, then I invite you to Visit the link in my description box or visit my website and sign up today. I am looking for five beautiful black women who want to join me on this journey towards wellness. And so this is a safe space for us to address our issues and concerns when it comes to wellness. If you're not a black woman, you can still benefit by continuing to listen to this podcast and follow me on social media. I will be sharing tips and practices with you on my podcast on how to birth and nurture wellness in your life. And for those of you that join me on my course, I am ready. I have been preparing for this for many years. My whole life, it feels like the journeys that I've taken, the lessons that I've learned will all be poured on you. So if you're ready, let's do this together. This is my earthwork as a doula, sitting with people through their most vulnerable, intimate, scary, amazing, beautiful time, sitting with them as they go through the pain, the questioning, and the rawness and the vulnerability of birthing their baby, and then continuing to sit with them as they learn how to care for this new life that they've just given birth to. That's what I was called on this earth to do. And I'm not only doing it in a physical sense, but also in a spiritual, emotional, and mental sense as well. So I want to thank all of you for joining me today on the Love to Be Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed the story. I will be sharing more stories, as many stories as I can find from our people and our culture. I feel so connected and validated hearing these stories. If you want to purchase this story, I found it on Amazon. There is a hard copy that you can purchase and a digital copy. The digital copy, I think, is only $3 and the hard copy is, I think, $12. 
we should support this author who's written such a beautiful story or who has recorded the story that was told to him through his from his ancestors and continue to pass it on to our children. If you want to get in touch with me, if you have a question or want to share something with me, send me an email. My email address is Janisha at love to be you.com. Visit my website to learn more about how you can birth and nurture wellness in your life. Or if you want to hire me to be your birth doula, postpartum doula, or help you with lactation, you can also find that on my website, love to be you.com. Follow me on Instagram. I am on Instagram. Also, I'm on Twitter. And for those of you who want to support my business, join me on patreon.com slash love to be you. Again, everything will be in the description box. Again, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I will see you next time.